All right, let's go. I want to talk about the American Hockey League. Uh, a kid named Kyle Clifford. And, uh, and why isn't he up with the Leafs? I don't know. He's not a kid, though. He's got to be in his 30s, right? Well, it doesn't matter. He should be with the Leafs. He should be with the Leafs. We'll get into that a little later. Um, Amama, uh, they were losing 3-0. And he flicked the stick at uh, the goaltender. Hildy, I think it was. Hildebert, yeah. Yeah, Hildy. The Marley's goalie. So yeah, this is the Marley's in Ottawa. It, it, it kind of, it's, they got into a, a terrific fight. And um, he got, I think I, I think Clifford got three games. Did he? For jumping in? Um, uh, he's he's a tough guy. Yeah. So it's just good for Clifford to jump in. Anyhow, I, I have nothing but appreciation of a guy like Clifford going down the American Hockey League and still feeling uh, uh, he wants to go. He'd stick up for his teammates, whatever. Now, Let's go jump jump ahead, Matthews. Right. So last night the uh, Colorado was in Toronto, and and he got cross checked. I yeah. mean he, I mean just above just above the pants, right, and just below the shoulder pads. So he was cross checked by Manson. Manson. So who's and whose dad? If you remember the, I don't know if you remember the fight he had with Stevens. Oh, yeah. Oh. So if you if you want to see maybe one of the fight of the nineties, Google. Uh, Dave Manson, Scott Stevens, and they they call each other out. They went. To, we were watching it this morning at eight. You yeah. just couldn't keep your eyes off it. They call each other out to center ice, and uh, boy, <laughs> it was a dandy. It, it was a beauty. Anyhow, so his son plays for his son. Cross checked, um, and not not a guy come not a guy come to you know. It said, I don't think you should have done that, Mister Manson. Not a guy <laughs> said a word. Not a word to this guy. And they lost. Yeah, yeah they, they lost 5-3. Five, five, three. Three. Now, you think management would see that, that they they don't stick <laughs> I don't up? understand like, it. I, I, I still blame, you know, I don't know, do you put the blame on someone? But, I mean, kind of bug Shanahan. Well, and it? here you got Reeves sitting up in, the, up in the stands. I don't get it. But I, even more so, what, like, what do Reeves you think for? Brendan Shanahan would have done if he was playing? Oh, when he played... He played it tough. I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. His team certainly doesn't reflect his his type no, of play, I does it? Don't ask me. Yeah. And in Buffalo, a 19-year-old kid stepped in powers. Uh, J T. Miller, he hit uh, Darlene. Kind of was kind of a dirty hit. Yeah, and then and then he then he got then he got Johnson again when he stepped out of the penalty box. Went after him again. I don't understand it. Why don't they? They got Reeves sitting in the stands. I don't understand that. And I don't know if he's still hurt or whatever, but I, oh, you, I, you look and you go, that kind of stuff's going to happen in the playoffs. Yeah. And there's going to be no reaction to it, well, and, except for Keith whining about it after in the <laughs> yeah in the thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and whining. But that was a good cross-check, eh? Got no, that was, that was, that was they a, short. Like, right? You know, like if you're going to cross-check, that's the way to do it. It was that's, short, right? And, and in the back, too. Right in this thing, but that's the way you said you used to do it. Oh, I used to. I used to have the cross check down just pretty good. I actually broke the end of my stick. The game is still tough. It's still a tough game, and you have to you have to stick up for your players. That's what half the battle the battles are right now. 
So Dad and Cindy, we went on Twitter and Facebook and said, we want to hear your, what your questions are. And we got over 500 responses. Hey. 500. 500. So uh, we're not going to get to everybody. So not I'm going to, we, we just kind of randomly pick some and, you know, we'll try to answer them over the next couple of weeks. But the big thing, Dad, was everybody wanted to know, and this is from Frozen Leaf on Twitter, how much would you have paid Nylander and Johnny from Twitter Said Nylander got eleven million. It was eleven, actually five per year for eight years. What would Bobby Orr get if he played? So let's go first. <laughs> what do you think of the contract for? Well, Willie? first of all, I think of that uh, he has to sign him, because and I don't know what he's going to do when he when it comes down. To, I don't know what he's going to do at the end of the season. You know, but for everybody that says, you know, and you said this, for everybody said that was too much. I mean, he he's the guy that produced in the playoffs. And he always comes through in the playoffs. He did, did he, Last year, he came through in the playoffs. If you trade him, the first thing they'd say is, look at the guys you got back. And and you would never, ever get the full. Yeah, but he got $11.5 million, Cindy. No <laughs> trade, no move. And he gets uh, paid if there's a lockout or a strike. Ooh, he's got a good agent then. He's got a thinks, good agent. Thinks of everything. Well, he played it perfect. He kept his mouth shut the whole time when he was and he was scoring a lot of goals. He kept his mouth shut and said he'd like to be here. But uh, so you and I talked about a little bit before, Dad, when guys like in in the seventies and probably somewhat in the eighties, like you you know you have Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito and Brad Park and Bossy and all those guys who were great hockey players. They didn't really have a lot of power. No, they didn't. And today, like, the players seem to hold all the power. His agent told him, just keep your mouth shut. And he kept his mouth shut, and he got 11-5. And there's no way you can trade him because you would never get back what you... And if you didn't trade him, or you didn't sign him, he walks for nothing. He walks, and at the end of the thing, he walks away, and he can go anywhere he wants to go. So he... he, Looks like he wanted to be here anyhow. Yeah, but it seems like in negotiation, he held all the power. He had all the power. Do you think that's because that they're negotiating a contract during the season? Like, I don't think any of the Bruins... Yeah, he had, had to do that, though. Like, the Bruins, when you were there, they there was no guy that would play or that was negotiating their contract while they well, were playing. Well, different back in those days. How's it, well, then why is it different now? I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. What to because mean. probably he that's what he wanted to do, but he did take kind of a bit of a risk. Let's say he breaks a leg. He breaks a leg, or let's say he get he has one goal this year. Yeah, you know what I mean. He 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 produces. He produces, but he took he took a chance on himself. Like as they say, if he broke a leg or if he yeah. had one goal, he'd well the Leafs aren't going to sign him for that much, and he'd have to go test the free market agency. Yeah. So, but uh, well, he made a good move, and uh, it doesn't matter, Dad. It all comes down to what's he do in the playoffs. I've said it before. I think the Leafs are going to do pretty good in the playoffs. Defense bothers me uh, after last night. But defense bothered me. But I think they're going to do pretty good in the playoffs. Okay, Dad, this is a question from Todd A. Statterford. He uh, he calls our podcast an awesome podcast. Isn't that nice? So anyway, he wants to know, during your playing and coaching days, what were some of your favorite watering holes for beers and snacks? <laughs> well, not too many snacks. Very first time I went out with uh, Ron, uh, I, I knocked on his door about 8.30, so, and he says, oh, I just come back from dinner. I said, oh, well, that's it. 
And he says, well, no, no, I, I just come back from dinner. I said, you don't go and have a, a, a dinner and then go out and drink with me. That's it. And well, you have some strict rules. Yeah, about, that was some rules. Well, no, I had hockey players' rules. You don't go and you don't go and have a dinner and then and then go out and drink. You just, uh, you just I know because we but not many people would understand that. Concept. Well, I don't understand it. Well, that, that's like uh, Trevor Wolfen, who's a friend of ours, and he was the governor of uh, the London Knights. They were at the, I guess there was the NHL draft, and he was there with Mark and Dale Hunter, and he says. All they did was ate peanuts and popcorn at the bar all weekend. <laughs> he says, I wanted to go out for dinner, and they made fun of me. <laughs> oh, here, here here, he is. He wants to go out for dinner. Yeah, that was it. Didn't you used to tell people they couldn't join you and Ron if they had, like, chicken wings or anything? They say, well, you can't stand with us? If, you know one of those tables where you stand around? High the, top. Yeah. yeah, high tops, whatever they call it. And a guy come over, and he had a, he had a dinner, and I says, well, what are you doing? He says, well, you can't, you can't, you can't stand and, and drink with us. He says, well, well, I remember what? this was management, wasn't it, of Hockey Link? Oh, I, it was one of the management or something. I don't well, know. Well, you usually said there was always strict rules. I remember we told the story once before where you were in Rochester and our captain was Art Stratton and the players had ostracized him. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I said to... Uh, it was Rod Graham. You went Rod to the captain. Graham. I said to Rod Graham, I said... Why, 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 why did they not like Art Stratton? And, and, uh, and they said, he ate all the shrimp. I said, say no more. <laughs> that's right. He, that's right. Like when you go to a Chinese place, you order. One guy orders Chinese, uh, chow mein. Yeah, it's sweet and, and sour shrimp, everything, and right? Everybody. And then everybody. Split, and then shares. Shares. And he ate all the shrimp. He, and ordered, he ordered the shrimp. He ordered the shrimp and ate all the shrimp. That was it. He didn't share. <laughs> no, I didn't share. So didn't you trade him? No, I well, No, wait a minute. No. <laughs> he was the, our, he was our leading scorer. Yeah. Well, I think you traded him the next year. He no, was gone. I never traded him. In fact, I tried to get him to be coach. And uh, you know you know what happened there? I'll tell you what happened there. He was he was coach, and then he tried to get he tried to get the owners over there. In Rochester to, to pay for his wife's way, and that they said that's it, and he he was done. Really? That he lost out in the coach, and he'd been a good. He would have been a good coach. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the. He was your. He was like an older player. He was. He was captain. an older player, and he could have played. He could have been a player coach. I mean, really, he, he was. He was that good. So, so what are some of the watering holes that you? I mean, we'll only mention a few because I imagine there were so many. But. No, no, no. There was, there was. We went to a. We went to the turf. We were going to the turf, and um, for some reason, I stopped in at this place called Hedges. I don't know why. This is in Rochester. Yeah, it was in Rochester. I'm, I'm just doing Rochester. Oh. And um, I stopped in, and they had a. They had a, a smorgasbord, you know, or what do you call it? Buffet. Buffet. They had a buffet, and, and when it was over, some chicken left over, they'd, they'd share it amongst the, the, the people that are drinking. Holy, that's all I needed to say to these guys. And they went from the turf to um, uh, Hedges. And so that was, that was the two biggest, two, two biggies. Yeah. And the other way... And Hershey, though, Martini. Well, in Spokane, we went to uh, Steve's Smoke Shop. And behind the bar was, um, and I, I mentioned them the last one, was Billy Ryan. I guess he owned half of it, and, and yeah, that's the the and Steve, what was his last name? Uh, I forget his last name. Was that where the infamous Connie Madigan fight was? That's where the fight. That's where the fight was in 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 that bar, 
It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it, and I've never seen anything before. I never saw anything after, after, but I never saw anything in tables going and tears and, and everything going. Anyhow. But in Hershey, used to go to Martinis. Used to go to Martinis, and that's where I met Rose. Well, I didn't, I, I think I, I think I did meet Rose. Anyhow. Well, the, what was the situation there? Like, my. Martini's was owned by John Martini, which was mom's mother's brother. So that was mom's uncle, right? Yeah. And then yeah. his wife was Honey. Yeah. Was and it was Anne Martini, but we everyone called her Honey, and she ran the place, right? Because that was a famous restaurant hotel. That's where that's, we used to go. All well, the time. that's where also the uh, the visiting team didn't now, the visiting team, team used to stay. There was only there. one place there, one one little bar. And then there was the martinis, and so everybody went to martinis. So she, so she introduced you to. Uh, she knew because you were a very polite Canadian boy. She knew, and so she introduced you to mom, that's and it. they set something up. And that's and, why you two here are here now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But you were saying, honey, she was a great big oh, Serbian, right? Boy. She was tough. She was. <laughs> she was about five foot. Boy, she was as tough as nails. She was. She really was and everything. And boy, did she run that bar. Do you remember her? She used to take me. I was four or five years old. She used to take me down to the day after and help. And I'd help clean up the bar in oh, there. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember that quite well. But um, she knew all the hockey players in the American League because everyone came through her. Did you say a lot of the football players went there too? Football players Just... went there too because they played the night before. They Like say they play Saturday, they get in Friday night. They go down there, and I remember one guy, I never forget, he's he, he straight vodka. He was drinking straight vodka. He'd just come from a practice. Must have must have lost 20 pounds. He's he drinking straight vodka. Well, imagine Hershey in the summer oh, doing man. football. I mean, oh, and was it hot down there? I remember you were saying it was it was uh, 100 degrees, and it was 99% humidity, and there was no rain. <laughs> yeah, it was a sign, you know, outside the bank. They right. had a bank. They had they had a hundred percent humidity and a hundred percent, and there was no rain. Dad and Cindy, we like to thank Vintage Tendy Magazine. It's a magazine for goalies by goalies. I said it's got a lot of great pictures. It's super high quality. It's got about sixty pages per copy, and they're super high gloss. And I don't just know where he gets the picture? Unbelievable! I don't know. Unbelievable pictures. I don't know where they get all the pictures. As they say, that was my life: getting video and pictures. And they're beauties. I, and I've never seen some of the pictures that they have. And if you have a uh, man cave, you certainly want to get that. So go to VintageTendyMagazine.com and subscribe today. And you won't be sorry because if you have a man cave, it's almost like a coffee book. They're so good. So, Cindy, what's our next question? Okay, this is from Karen C. from Facebook. And she said, uh, Don, just watched Keep Your Head Up, Kid. It's on Amazon now. It's pretty cool to see Amazon. Amazon, yeah. On Amazon. And I thought Jared Kiso did a great job. And how did you ever find him to do the movie? I don't know. I never, I never, I, I didn't make the final decision. Did I make the final decision? Well, no. you had the final say. I won, yeah. Yeah, but I, I remember, I remember how we did it. I remember you brought all the auditional tapes of all the people that we had to decide who was going to be Don Cherry. And I had it in my mind. I wasn't going to like anyone. <laughs> I could not believe how good the actors were. It was just so, I, I was almost sad to see how many. There was many one guy that I remember, Cindy, do you remember the one guy that was good? Yeah, there, like yeah there, was a, there was a lot of guys that kind of got your, a little bit your swagger and just were really good actors, but you know, they were, they just didn't fit the bill. 
fit the bill. But and he looked like, well, didn't he, he was better the, looking than me. The funny thing was, Jared was about the third guy we saw. Right, yeah. and he did a really good. Remember, he had a, a tight T-shirt on, and he and he and he did something like he kind of went off lib after the the script, and we must have we pretty much looked at not exaggerating 150 actors. Did you? Did you really? Yeah. Well, you were there. We all sat there with. Well, a- I never saw. I never. I saw one guy that acted like me, but he didn't look like me. He was the Louis guy. Yeah. So we got so just quick story with this. So Jared. Fits the bill, played, played junior B, junior C hockey, could yeah, skate. Could that play. was a big thing because I remember you said, Jared Kiesel is the only guy that he's better looking, a better skater than the original. <laughs> so, True. so so we go to the CBC, say, look, we got a guy, he's a good looking guy, he's a good actor, can skate, you know, because we're going to need to skate. And they said, no, we're not getting Jared. So he said, well, who do you want? So we had one guy come in and didn't look like you at all. And he said, well, he's a really good actor. So the one guy they wanted was, was like kind of dark. And I said, he's, he's darker complexion. And I said, I don't know. And I said, you know, did he play hockey? Well, he can't skate. And I said, well, how are we going to do a movie if he can't skate? Well, we'll, we'll body double him. So we fought and we said no. So then the other guy they were really pushing was about six foot six. Oh, <laughs> so I go, well, he's too big. And they go, well, do you think that matters? I said, well, on skates, he's going to be six foot nine. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, he'll be towering all over the players. I said, geez, they'll think dad's an egomaniac thinking he was that big. Well, I, they said, you're thinking too much. So <laughs> we, we, kept, we kept fighting for Jared. And uh, the head of the CBC at the time was a guy. I won't mention his name. He said, there's absolutely no way we're, we're hiring Jared Kiso. And why? I, w- I wonder why. Because they have, it's, it's nepotism at CBC relationships with some of the producers in CBC. It was just, it's, you can't believe it. Because them. have you ever watched CBC shows, especially some of their series, you say, I've seen that guy before. Yeah. I've seen, they're all the same guys just changing and, oh. and women too. It's just amazing yeah. how they use the same talent over and over again. So I, so I was on the phone and Jeff Wolner, who was the director, was on the phone and we were, we were pushing for Jared and the guy says, there's absolutely no way. So Jeff Wolner, who was the director, says, I'm predicting, he says, Jared's going to be a star. He will be a star. He has it. And he says, and when he makes it, I'm going to tell everybody in the industry that you said no, and you turned him down. And the guy went nuts. And he says, I don't care. It's on your head when this thing fails, and he slammed down the phone. That would happen, eh? Yeah. yeah I'm glad, well, I, I didn't know. I, I really didn't know. No, no. So now CBC are saying, well, we discovered no, Jared. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> uh, give me. They certainly picked the right guy. And you know what I used to say? He's as, as nice a person as he is good looking. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He is very I, mannerly. I, I heard him one time. I heard, I heard him talking on the, he was in the other room, and, he, and I heard him talking. I said, look, he sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> now he has Letter Kenny. I mean, uh, you know, his show, Letter Kenny, and, you know, he has his dog. He had Gus on the, on the set. Remember that, Tim? We, oh, yeah. His dog on the he, set. He's been very uh, generous to Don Cherry Pet Rescue Foundation on one of his shows. He actually did a fundraising to work in the foundation on the Letter Kenny show. Boy, that's something. He's and a great guy. The one thing I don't understand, though. From he's from Ontario and he's a huge Flames fan. <laughs> I don't know what to say that, Tim. So, Cindy and Dad, we'd like to thank NorthStarBets.com. It's still Canadian owned. It's still one of the best places to play in Canada. They have everything you're looking for: slots, live dealers, tables, sports books. 
built-in sports. Stays in Canada, too, the money. The app stays in Canada. With built-in sports betting insights, and you're on there giving your opinion, and you did pretty good. You picked Vancouver to beat Pittsburgh, which was pretty good. Yeah, but and they were pretty the, lucky there. Yeah. It's with the goaltenders. Demco, right? Again, in the Demco last night. And then you picked the under and over. You got right last night with Toronto, and uh, Avalanche got eight goals. And today is the last day to win one of your beauty coats that you wore on Hockey Night in Canada. It's got kind of a Christmas winter theme. Approximate value is $3,000. No purchase necessary. So there's a skill. Again, I'm going to say you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to bet. You're not betting. No, it's just, that's just what it's worth. So there's, there's a skill testing question. You have to be 18 in Alberta, Manitoba, Quebec, and 19 in the rest of Canada, residents of Ontario are excluded. And all you have to do is go over to NorthStarBets.com's Instagram and or go on our Rock'em Sock'em or Facebook page or your Twitter account, and it'll show you how to get to the North Star Bets Instagram. And all you have to do is like or comment on your photo, and you get uh, entered into the contest. And for everybody that enters... They will do a $5 donation to Don Cherry's Pet Rescue Foundation, and they're uh, giving a healthy donation to the Don Cherry Pet well, Rescue Foundation. That's pretty good guys. Right, so it ends tomorrow. So. Now, okay, Cindy, I had the ties and everything for them. Cindy, uh, tell me about the, the, the jackets. Well, the one jacket that they're giving away, or is in the, in, the, uh, in the contest, if that's what you want to call it, is it's a baby blue jacket. It's got little snowflakes through it. It has little glitters through it and the whole deal. So it's, uh, it, you know, it's one that was worn on Hockey Night in Canada. Okay, Dad, this is from uh, Twitter. It's from Stephen P. And he said on the last podcast, we talked about you being a car salesman. And he wanted to know what other jobs did you have growing up and uh, after hockey? Well, I was a painter. <laughs> I was a house painter. I was a house painter. Uh, Mr. Cornwall and I, we used to do a, uh, The only problem was that when I was going to wake him up, he'd say, oh, I think it's going to rain and the sun would be shining outside. I remember my dad come home one time and he said, Don, go to work today. I was sleeping out in the back. Oh, so of the how old would he have been? How old would I would have been? I'd have been about 14, I guess, 13 or 14. And my dad, and my dad, I remember my dad saying, Don, go to work today. And I said, and uh, Ma said, no, no, he didn't. What he says? Oh, something about it was going to rain and the sun was shining outside. And my dad said, "I want you to go to see Abe Jelly." I never forgot the I never forgot the name Abe Jelly. I went in to see Abe Jelly, and he was the head of the section gang, and that was a railroad. And we we didn't work hard the first day, but boy, the second day, I tell you, it was so tough. That I when I I hear a train coming, we'd hear a train coming. In the, we love it because we'd have a, at least a minute as the train went by. And I always wanted one of those jobs that where the guy just waved and it trod <laughs> on the caboose, waving the, the caboose as it as it went out of sight. So, like, just, what did you do? Like, you were like, you had to be one of the younger guys on there. I would think I was the youngest. And these old these guys, they they come down from north of Kingston, eh? And they were they were tough as nails. I I smashed and banging and and everything. And these guys just 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 take it easy. They knew how to do it. They knew how to do everything. That was my first job. And my but that second. all came to an end. No, yeah, well, I, well, that, that's another story. Oh, okay. That's a long story. And then I did um, I did the jackhammer. I did the uh, I did every every job that you could think of. 
I even did a car salesman. And, and, and I you worked at you you worked in Hershey though, right? The, I worked on a building that uh, that had the Reese's peanut 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 butter. Yeah, but you, I remember you telling me that I think that would, would have been one of your hardest jobs. You said you had to take the forms down of the. What happened is I had to take the forms down. They poured oil in the in in it like that because the concrete sat in it, and they did not want the concrete to stick to the thing. I had to take them all down, and they they give it to the lowest guy, and the and I was the lowest guy. <laughs>